Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um. Okay, so jumping right back in, I thought of something that I wanted to uh, bring up when you were talking about this, like, and just continuous cycling of energy that is human connection, that, like openness and humility and boundary keeping and all of that something that i learned about recently it's called the wheel of consent have you ever heard of this no but it sounds like a really cool game show it should be (laughs) (laughs) Um, and now the wheel of consent it's like uh who wants to be a millionaire but like consent questions like you hear someone saying no but the person continues. What do you do? I was thinking more of uh, Wheel of Fortune, but they're all consent. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. See, I like yours better. Yeah, you win a thousand dollars if you can guess this phrase. I'd like to buy a vowel, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with three exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so this the wheel of consent is is kind of it sounds like a game show it certainly is um but uh it's basically this perspective of consent exchange and it Mm -hmm. is pretty complicated when you first look at it there um there's like an x-axis and then a y-axis a a Y axis. So there's like, it's kind of, I don't even know how to explain it, but just like we were saying, when I am, when I have my little card, that's like, I think you could benefit from the message that I have. Mm -hmm. What am I trying to get out of sharing? Okay. So like, it's not an, um, like there are strings attached to this, offering Mm -hmm. because i am Mm -hmm. looking from for for something from you yep in me serving yes quote unquote quote unquote and so this this the wheel of consent is basically that putting that dynamic on paper it's really fascinating i wish i could 
explain it better than what I'm doing. Well, if you can find it on the interwebs, we can post it on our Instagram because we do that. We What's have our one. Instagram? <laughs> Nice, nice segue. <laughs> uh, it's our turn pod on Instagram. You can find it. I usually only post when there's a new episode out or when we're or like to advertise going mm-hmm. live on the weekends because I'm just bad at social media. Um, but I would love to or post you're things busy. like that. Or I'm fucking busy. And exhausted. I have three different Instagram accounts on my phone. Oh my and I God. only, I basically only do it's our turn. But. Anyways, cool. anyways, uh, uh, that with it, <clears throat> something you said to me about consent that applies here one time was that uh, <clears throat> that you know like oh they they did not consent to you perceiving them that way like uh, there was like a mm. like someone had made a you know like oh look at that person you know like a comment about their body how sexy mm-hmm. they were or something and you're like well there's, you know they didn't cons- they didn't consent to you being to you perceiving them that way. And that like blew my mind about how <clears throat> like, like we really should consider consent in, in even in our thoughts, you know, even, even in where you look, where you look and how you look at that place and you know, how you look at that person, I mean, and, and uh, what you do with like, like they don't, if they didn't consent to you perceiving them that way, don't, you know, and that, that that's a big, that was a big thing for me. I really yeah. appreciated that. And I was just wondering if that was where I mean that's that. <laughs> it isn't where I got that. Um I I'm I am part of the Mormons on Mushrooms community online. Um oh, I love, I on Mighty I, Networks. Oh, I just thought you meant their Instagram. I follow their Instagram. Oh, I follow their Instagram, but they actually have a website. It's um I think it's Mormons on Mushrooms dot community dot com. Don't quote me on that, but it's basically social media. It's just a social media nice. platform, but it's it's like the core of the core to the podcast community. So yeah. if if people and, and you know, there's um I don't know. I I wasn't always part of you like pay money every month. It's five dollars a month. Oh, that's cool. It's but like their own personal Patreon kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. Um and uh with that subscription you get I, we co- they're called share circles, but just like group community shares. Love that. That people just talk about whatever they need to talk about. And part of those groups. So I found the Wheel of Consent from this community. Oh, that's cool. Um, It's insanely cool. They had, maybe I'll post this too. They had a, a guy come on and sort of, he does this for a living. Like he gets paid for it, but he... um. He came on and talked and explained the wheel of consent and and the the like intricacies of socializing with this wheel of consent as sort of the scope. And there are many other ways to look at consent. Mm-hmm. The we this wheel is just a different way to look at it. It's kind of like zodiac versus um, I don't even know. Just like different ways to look at yourself. Sure. There are different ways yeah. to look at consent. Yeah. Um and. And so I found this community and in this community, like during the share circles, it's often said that you share if you're open to reflection or not. So like okay. if you're if you're open to um, 
uh, I don't even know, like different perspectives or yes, like totally. getting checked or educated yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really, if there was any thing that I wish the listeners would get from this podcast episode is to just check out consent a little bit more. Yeah. Yes. There is always more that you can learn yep. about it. Yep. And if you haven't looked up the tea video, that's a really a- easy video. Um, it, it compares drinking tea to having sex. Oh, I haven't um, heard, oh that one. I think really heard of that good. one. It's really good. Yeah. Um, just as an example, someone might want tea and then a second later fall asleep. They don't want tea if they're asleep. It, it's a little like oh, hilarious yeah. how simple consent actually is yes but how people complicate it because they don't actually want to do it yeah yeah and so like if the person falls asleep do not feed them the tea let them sleep yep if the person wanted tea starts to drink it but doesn't want it don't force feed them the tea yeah if they said no they don't want tea if they're unconscious they don't want like (sighs) it's not hard to understand it but there is always more yeah because it it does come down to these little things like how you look at someone because if you're looking at someone and they i don't know it's it's just i don't know there's like i don't know i'm just repeating myself no you're absolutely right thoughts you know that that basic concept of thoughts lead to actions so if you're perceiving someone if you're thinking about someone in a certain way you're more apt to act on that intentionally or unintentionally consciously or subconsciously like you know all actions start with thoughts so then you gotta you've you've got to start there yeah if you really truly want to respect people the way they deserve to be respected and can and actually involve consent in your life it has to start with how you think that's at least that's how i feel that's my my opinion as well and one of the things you were saying about if people are consenting to what is uh consenting to reflection yeah reflection Mm -hmm. um i listened to a podcast it's just the tony and ryan podcast it's just it's nonsense and hilarity but they're (laughs) really great people it's a really one of those like it's funny i don't have to think about it you know yeah but she was talking about how her partner and her, uh, uh, he will ask if she's venting about something, he will ask, are we emotions based or solutions based? And this Mm. is like, do you just want to vent about this? And, 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 or do you want, like, do you want me to offer solutions or like feedback about it? And then, you know, you know, Oh, I'm just emotions based. Okay, cool. Just let's just talk about it. And I'll listen. Because if you assume and you just start rattling off solutions, then that person is like, I'm just trying to talk, my friend. Like, I just want to be heard. I don't want to be preached to about how I can fix my situation. And to me, that's a form of consent. Totally. Like, like I'm consenting to your opinion or I'm not consenting to your opinion, you know? And that's something that I work on because I'm always solutions based. Like, I'm always always trying to fix things. And so when people talk to me about you know, an, an issue they're having, I immediately try to fix it. And that's not always what they want or need. Right. You know? Right. And oftentimes, and this kind of goes into uh, not having the boundaries, but I, the, I quickly goes into, oh, I can do this. Here's this. Let me give you that. Let me do this for you. Let me, you know, yep. the, um, cause ultimately that's what I learned. Um, friendship, love, whatever 
meant is just the endless giving, mm-hmm. the endless people pleasing. Yeah. And it's really cool to have people in my life that I don't have to do that and I'm still loved and cared about. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> I know. What a concept, right? Yeah. And you know something that I learned for me being on the other end of that when people are constantly trying to fix my issues mm-hmm. <coughs> whenever I want it, like I want, it's, it's kind of exhausting if you like, I, I don't know if you've experienced this, but like when you're like having a rough time and you really just want to talk to somebody about it, you just want your friend to just be there. And I'm like, I'm, I'm at a point in my life where like, like I know the answer to a lot of my issues. And if I don't know the answer, I have a therapist, right. you know, like I have a doctor, I have a, I, like I have people I can, talk to about the big issues in my life right so if i'm talking to my friends most of the time it's because i i like either want their opinion or perspective on it not their solutions just their opinion or perspectives or i just need them to listen yeah and and if you are someone who does not um if you are a person that does not recognize that does not you know like let people consent to your solutions it it is it can be exhausting there have been times where i'm like i just want like i really want to talk to this person because i value their perspective yeah but i know that if i tell them this they're going to try to fix it and i don't want them to fix it you know and either if they start offering solutions and you want to correct them or like hold on i'm not looking for this much energy from you almost yeah that can also come across as like no and then that defensive or that response, that that you know, resnap. I don't know, snap yeah. back. Yeah, it's so hard. Yeah, it's really difficult. You can actually close off a really big, important part of a relationship if you're only solutions based. So again, it is on all parties to deepen connection. Yep, to be open, to ask questions. That's a big, big thing that has been a game changer in my how I form relationships is clarifying questions Yeah, because I my my attachment style or you know my brain perceives other humans as unsafe always always um, mm-hmm. and and in that comes a lot of like I need to do this alone um, um, I super lost my train of thought what yeah, was totally. I talking about uh, your attachment style, um, uh, uh, asking clarifying questions. Oh, yeah. So the automatic, thank you, the automatic assumption is that they are out to get me, right? Yes. And so, like, with the clarifying questions, though, it it removes so much escalation before it even starts. Yes. Because my uh, w- when I can ask clarifying questions, like the look on your face when I said this, does that mean that you hate what I said or did you just have an eye twitch? Like, I don't know. Uh, totally. And so like... Are you dehydrated or do you hate me? <laughs> right, right. And and if I'm not able to ask those questions, that's when the trap starts to shut or I, I start to make an unhealthy disconnection or yeah. an unhealthy boundary from speaking. And I yep. know that that's a challenge for me personally. This, it is a, a a practice that I have to do 
but the practice is is talking. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. have to talk, otherwise I will stop. <laughs> yeah. And 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 again, having grace and compassion with yourself, your past self, with my past self, knowing this challenge for me helps combat it or yeah. work work through it in spite of it yeah with it i don't know all of it yeah <laughs> more healthily yeah. more sustainably i um heard a comedian uh i heard a comedian describe anxiety as a really problematic improv group just waiting for a prompt and oh, <laughs> i was like that fun. is a very good description <laughs> just a whole group of people in your head with uh, waiting for a prompt to create a lot of what did what did she say to create a lot of like unnecessary scenarios yes something like that yeah yes um, yeah and i was like oh that's exactly it like so when you when you talk about how you're just everyone feels unsafe to, like we're like for me i'm always coming from the perspective that i'm you know i'm a bother i'm a wait i'm and i'm just my brain is just constantly waiting for confirmations of that yes yeah so i have to ask those clarifying questions to just you know to to kind of calm that part of my brain down yeah and so if you don't have that freedom to do that it, it makes interacting a lot more difficult yeah sometimes not an option yeah you know? yeah um this might be a little off topic, but it's something that we were talking about earlier that I saw on the internet that is so helpful. It's about, um, uh, it's about like gender and sexuality and how it isn't just like a line or like the, the binary isn't just a line, but it's like more of a soundboard or like, yeah. um, like there are so many different knobs other than just man woman yeah you know yeah um but and so in that same realm someone was describing their non-binary identity to a very conservative parent and they said if new york was woman mm -hmm. and california was man i'm somewhere in arizona yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or whatever yes. it was yeah. and just that like lives are not linear in yeah any in way any like they come in all like even even man yeah are aren't all shaped like california yeah, yeah totally <laughs> all yeah. women aren't shaped like new, new york. york yeah totally and so this idea that we are really all st our states and yeah. in different states yeah in varying shapes and sizes and states of mind the the the, the concept that anything in life is a destination is kind of, yeah. to me, not accurate. You know, gender, yeah. sexuality, identity. Healing your trauma. Healing, it's, there's no, it's not really, it, nothing's really a destination. It's, it's just, not linear like no, that. You're just kind of wandering around and you are where you are at that point and just enjoy it while you're there, you know? Enjoy it and do the best you can yeah. to be the best person you can. You know, that there's place, that. Yep. There's that balance of giving yourself compassion for where you're at and knowing that you have more to learn. Yeah. Being a human's fucking hard. It's so difficult. Being a good human is like, fucking hard. <laughs> like, like, best case scenario, 
being a human is really difficult. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then you add all of the shit we've gone through on top of it. I often just sit back and I'm like, how am I doing this? Like, what am, you know, like. Well, I, I, I'm curious what you mean by the best case scenario. Like, let's deep dive into that best case scenario. Well, I just mean like no trauma, you know, gr- like just like, like no added, no added struggle, no unnecessary added struggles on top of just existing. You know what I'm saying? So just, you just existed. You didn't have any, you know, particular, which is like, uh, when I said best case scenario, I basically was being like uh, uh, facetious, you know? Right. Like there is no best case scenario, but like, yeah. but like that, like, that, like, uh, you know, uh, it's like the, the, the layers, like if yeah. with zero layers, it's still hard. Totally. But with the four, five, six, seven other layers with religion. Yeah. Like having a body, what that looks like for mm-hmm. each and you know. Um Well, and that's a good point, because when I was saying best case scenario, I was like I said, being facetious and I did I totally interrupted you and I'm sorry. That's okay. Um but I want to clarify that I'm very aware that there's no such thing as best case scenario. That especially especially in the country we live in, there is no best case scenario. It doesn't exist. It's not real. You know, like that like I don't believe that really the percentage of people right now that, that don't have trauma, I think, is minimal at best, you know. So I just And that's kind of where I was gently pointing to totally, is that yeah. even like the archetype that has an easy life. They are either not acknowledging their trauma or um, are not acknowledging their trauma because (laughs) every single person experiences trauma. And and it um, I think it it, I'm not trying to call you out. No, Um, no, I don't feel that way. But I think the ability to remove the us versus them is going to be really, really crucial in realizing that we're all allies for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Thank I'm you. now going to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, yeah, I. And, and you know, sorry. No, nope, go ahead. I just, I, I don't want to say that they, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I hope you're not taking it that I'm like, well, they're hurting too. You know what I mean? No, that's not the point. That's not what I thought you were saying. What Great. I, the point that I thought, the, how I perceived it is that you're like, like uh, uh, under the conditions that we have currently, I don't, I, th- I think it's, it's, it's nearly impossible for anybody to uh, not be experiencing some type of trauma. Right. And if people don't think they have trauma, it's because they're, they're more in denial as opposed to, actually healed yeah right right yeah that's kind of how i what i was perceiving great great thank you yes that's that's (laughs) ultimately what i was trying to get at because it is easy for me and that's something else that my mind escalates and this is a struggle for my mind is that i have more work than everyone else and so it's it's this like i don't deserve this kind of Mm -hmm. i mean certainly I go down that track of like, Absolutely. I have more work, so I don't deserve this. What did I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's a very like 
humanized thing of deserving because that implies worth, right? Yeah. Like you don't necessarily deserve anything, but that doesn't mean you are nothing. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's a very religious, I feel like a very religious thing to the concept of like worth and does and you know deserving certain mm-hmm. things because we are taught to believe that we don't deserve anything and only by the grace of god do we have what we have right so we're, we're very much coming from that and then there's also you know society really creates that hierarchy as well as yeah. like you know these people don't deserve these things but those people definitely do deserve it because of any number of reasons you know often aesthetics yep based. exactly and so that which is just it's just a, a means of manipulation and control and yeah. to keep oppressed people oppressed because there is no such thing as like, if you know, if you're alive, you deserve everything, <laughs> you know, right. like you deserve right. everything. Right. Like there's no, there's no, uh, there a- isn't actually a hierarchy of worth um, in, in, in this world. There really isn't one. Yeah. Uh, no matter yeah. what anybody says. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I hope this isn't going too existential, but in thinking that there is a reason in all of this, I feel like there's a lot lost. Yeah. You know? Um, and and I uh, I feel like there's, again, questioning, going back to connection and partnership, this, this default of disconnection that comes from society that we shouldn't be connecting only under these circumstances in this way. Um, for what? Mm -hmm. Like why? uh, Um, I guess just like challenging why we aren't connecting with each other. And it's not that easy. It's not that simple, but for me, it is often, like when I get a little too into my mind and, you know, I, I shouldn't feel good or I shouldn't give myself comfort. Um, I so lost my train of thought. (laughs) Help me out. (laughs) Uh, the, when you were talking about the default of disconnection in society, uh, I, th- it, I, the, where my mind was going was how many reasons were given. Connecting, connecting with people is really, and it's like it's a verb, not a noun. Kind of, it's like an yeah. action. Like connecting with people is an action. Yeah, it's something you really have to think about because if like we a just, practice. Yeah, because if we especially the way I was raised, I was, you know, raised as a Christian, I was raised uh, conditions, you know, socially as a white uh, cis man who is, you know, conservative Christian, the amount of reasons I shouldn't be associating with quote unquote, the general public is astronomical. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. that there are so many reasons why I shouldn't discuss, I shouldn't connect with people. And then you add trauma and fear and triggers and all of that on top of that. Then there's reasons why I can't connect with people. Right. And so having to undo, like, like working on undoing all of those 
those um, defaults in your brain that I don't talk to, you know, a big one was like our, our, um, our, uh, the bad pastor was very, it was very egotistical, very egotistical. And he, I often, like, I, I, I'm almost positive I heard him say or strongly imply that, um, uh, um, homeless ministries was important, but just not for him. Like it wasn't a priority for him because mm. he just didn't like quote unquote associating with, you know, quote unquote, those people. It was like dirty and it was grimy yeah. and it was whatever, you know what I'm saying? Unpure. Like, unpure <laughs> and it was like, it, he just for didn't want to get reason. his hands dirty. Well, whatever. But what it boiled down to is he thought he was better than that, you know? Right. And that is a conditioning that like, uh, that like gets into your brain, whether you think that way or not, and having to undo those default conditionings that 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 you've been given by you know X Y Z X Y Z whatever it is, um, uh, hinders you so much from connecting with people, um, hinders you so much from connecting with people, and. So I'm constantly finding myself checking, like like consciously checking myself, like, okay, why am I not connecting with people in general? Is there a reason? Checking my privilege, checking mm -hmm. my, you know, like like checking, you know, how everything. you're feeling. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, how I'm perceiving people, like constantly checking that. Yeah. Um, because those those defaults are in those defaults are in our brain. They're there. And it, we have to actively undo them. We have to actively work on um, removing that, that you know, that those perceptions. Yeah. And and uh, to make way for genuine human connection. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, one of the examples I use is that after coming out as gay, I would see other gay people in in media or just out in the world. And my first reaction was just like, oh, gross. You know, or like, how dare they, you know, Automatic, show yeah. affection in public. And then I was like, stop being so what? loud. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I just came, I, I'm gay. Like at the time <laughs> I was gay. And I mean, uh, like I'm, I'm gay. Like, how, like how, how am I looking You're at You're shaming people? yourself yes. though. But it's like a default reaction to think that way. Um, and it, if you don't, <clears throat> the problem is, is a lot of those defaults are subconscious. Totally. So you, uh, like, I have found myself still to this day. I have an issue with with um, not an issue. I don't have a personal issue, but I have a difficult time connecting with very, uh, like, very loud and proud gay people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I was so conditioned to not that, like those, like quote unquote, those people were you know like the 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 prime they were the example mm -hmm. of of what was what you should be what i sh yeah like well like the, well no like in church though they were the example of what oh. you shouldn't be oh. so anytime like you're anytime anybody would talk about homosexuality in church it was always the like the the stereotypical right buoyant gay man right you know? like that, totally that media uses all of that because so that's I, the only kind of queer, right? Because that's the only <laughs> kind there is. Yeah, totally, quote unquote. I think at that point. And so I, I constantly find myself like having to check myself and be like, okay, like you are missing out on genuine connection because you have this inherent 
subconscious aversion to to that type of behavior. Right. And if I don't constantly check that, if I don't constantly actively work on remove like like pulling that like that parasite almost out of keeping that yeah, trap open. Yeah, pulling just getting that ickiness out. I will it will affect how I how I interact with people. Yeah. It will it will keep me from genuine connection with beautiful people. Yeah. Um because I have this subconscious um the subconscious perception and feeling about people that I sometimes I didn't even know I was aware of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have another example um to kind of build on onto yours of uh unchecked um like subconscious truths that you're still yeah. holding on to or whatever. Um um I, pre, uh, mm, so previous to Emerson, I, I ran a lot, like mm -hmm. anytime, cause I'd had, you know, partners, I've had partners, but anytime it got really, really, I don't know if it's really, really, it could have just been really mm -hmm. intimate. Um, but usually the marking point was physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, anytime a relationship approached that I either self-sabotaged in, um, toxic ways or I just ran, yeah. um, which was also toxic and knowing this about myself now, knowing that, that the run response is the default often in my brain. And knowing the reason for that or knowing the source of why my brain thinks that, it makes it so much easier to fight it. And I, and, and I didn't know, I didn't know that, I didn't know that about myself. Yeah, totally. And now that I know it, I mean, you can't fight an unknown foe, right? Absolutely. So that... um the like more self knowledge that I've gained has allowed me to realize that while it is a message that is coming first and foremost in my brain to run, I don't actually want to run anymore. Yeah. And the running that I had done had its time and place, but I am more capable of handling not running. Yeah. And and we were kind of talking about this before of just like, I don't want that anymore. Yeah. Or like, this doesn't yes. actually make me feel comfortable anymore. This isn't serving me anymore. It's yes. not benefiting me anymore. I understand it's my first inclination, but it's not actually benefiting me in this yeah. instance, in this moment, in this scenario. And that took me a long time to realize is oh. that <sighs> what once served me might not serve me now. Yes. Oh, that's, oh, that's a big one. Is that like, that's so, oh, that's Just beautiful. Take a second. That's beautiful. That we have to constantly reevaluate where we're at because something, so one of the, a really, uh, something that really helped me in therapy and growing when the first therapist, the first, not the first therapist, the first therapist I saw, was horrible um the second first therapist, real therapist the first real therapist <laughs> um uh when i kind of like you know told him everything that i was dealing with at that time 
um, it was kind of like a, ooh, wow, okay. You know, like, <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, Let's and, just take a deep breath. Yeah, yeah, I totally. <laughs> and uh, it was one of those, like, well, let's, you know, unpack this. Let's sit with it. And I was like, nope, can't. If I, if I, if I acknowledge all of this and sit with all of this, I, it will go to very bad places. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? That's valid. And a certain amount of denial for a certain amount of time can be healthy. If you are recognized that you cannot process all of this, the stuff you've been through, um, a certain amount of denial for a certain amount of time can keep you, if that's what's keeping you safe, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that was really profound for me. Um, cause I thought that the only path to, you know, healing was you had to deal with it. You had to deal with it all and you had to deal with it all. Remember every yeah, second, exactly. Every trauma <laughs> all right now at yeah. in this moment. Yeah. But now at this point in my life, denial would not and is not serving me. So I need to reevaluate that, that lo- you know, a level of denial that's yeah. not serving me anymore. That's not beneficial to me anymore. I am in a different place. I have a different support system. I have a lot more tools. Uh, You're a I lot, have a lot stronger. More, I'm a lot stronger in general. I've healed in a lot of ways. And if I'm still denying those same things that I was denying to that extent, I would not actually be as healthy as, as happy as, you know, in a, in the place that I am right now. Right. So just because it works for you or didn't work for you doesn't mean that it will still work or not work for you now. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, a like you were saying, like a constant, almost like upkeep on it or just yeah. like reevaluating check-in. check-ins of yourself, which, it, you know, it's it's hard to acknowledge what serves you and what doesn't. And it's hard when those things change and you aren't yes. expecting that to change, you know? And, oh, and, you know, on that, I'm kind of actually making a connection right now. Which, Let it out. Yeah. Yes. Because on that, because I, I often am very confused about why I can, why I could, like, okay. So at a difficult time in my life, I got really, really, really sick. And uh, I, I was sick for, you know, compromised immune system. When you get sick, sometimes you get sick. <laughs> and Capital I was S like, or lower cap, yep. lowercase s. I was like bedridden for like two weeks, but I was sick for six weeks. Um, and this was just like a cold. Like it was Damn. just at that time. Yeah. It was more than a cold, obviously. But it, it affected matter. your That's body way more than a cold. Yes. <laughs> I was bedridden for like two weeks after Damn. moving. And I watched like the entirety. And entire entirety is that the right word yeah okay, cool things entirety of uh game of thrones nice there is a lot in that series that is wildly triggering for me but it didn't trigger me at that time or to the extent that it would now i could never watch game of thrones now right never yeah and i've always went like how did i do that then how did i how did those things not bother me that are bothering me now well I was in denial at that time and it was helping me and keeping me safe, but I was denying very big parts of my mental health and part of the healing process comes sensitivities. You know, you have to, you know, that, that one, a really good example is like that, uh, like dealing with your trauma is like opening a wound that's healed over. Like it's, it looks fine on the surface, mm-hmm. but it's infected underneath 
And to actually let it heal, you have to open up that wound. You have to hurt yourself again, almost. And expose that wound has to stay exposed until it has healed from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at that time, it had healed over and it looked fine. And I didn't, you know, I was babying it. I wasn't using it. You know, I was right. not using that 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 injured limb. Right. But now that I'm processing my trauma. You know, you open up the wound, it's healing from the, it's sensitive and you're using it and it hurts, Mm. you know, so you're not able to deal with the same things that you were able to deal with before. That visualization is so helpful because I, I give myself a lot of shit for how sensitive I am. Yeah. I really don't like how sensitive I am. Um, and and I wasn't always this sensitive. So what am I doing, quote unquote, wrong, wrong. now? Yeah. And that's not entirely accurate. And that's not entirely fair because you're right. Like what was once where I once had an insane protection, an unhealthy protection about myself, I am now being more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And obviously that comes with more sensitivities. Yep. Like no shit. That's I'm what, more sensitive. I mean, that's basically what vulner- being vulnerable means. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you think about it, that's what it means is being sensitive. <laughs> and <know>? exposed. And <laughs> exposed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's... Uh, and that's why it's so hard because doing this work takes the right people in your life. You can't be vulnerable in such a hard environment like religious settings. No. It is... I love, you know, we've heard a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Mm-hmm. But this other side of that visual is a, a sheep in wolf's clothing. So what happens when the wolves find out that that's a sheep? Mm-hmm. They're going to rip it to shreds. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Isn't that cool? Yeah. The, 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 the rever- like, we think we're, we think we're looking out for wolves in sheep clothing, but really we're all sheep in wolf's clothing, just hoping to not get you know, attack. Yeah. And that's, and that's, there's a hardness to that lifestyle that oh, I, yeah. I can't agree with anymore. And that doesn't feel safe no. to me anymore where it once did, but you know, and, and, and it's, it takes self awareness as a sheep <laughs> to acknowledge yeah. When I am surrounded by wolves and when I need to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking the same thing. And it's really hard because my brain is also saying that everyone is a wolf and that I need to get out of here always. Always. You always, everyone's a wolf. Right. All the time. Yep. And that's a lot of vigilance. Yeah. And that (laughs) honestly, you were like, we've looped back around to like, you know, connection human connection how much work it is how much like effort it takes how much you constantly have to check in with yourself to see is this a is this something i'm predisposed to feeling because of my past because my is this a trigger is this a warning the other thing i know we've talked about before one of the things that's so wildly confusing about ptsd uh cptsd both is that it's our it's our normal and and it's our it's a warning system, a triggering system that is in our bodies to keep, it's a survival mechanism. It's there to keep us safe. Right. So it's, it's when we, 
when we experience danger, um, uh, you know, <clears throat> that adrenaline, your body releases chemicals that make your senses heightened and aware so that you can be more, you can, you know, the adrenaline releases your strong, a little bit stronger. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, it's the funk. It's a system that functions in your body intentionally for a good reason, for a very good reason. But because you've experienced so much trauma, that system is broken. So it's on all the time. Yeah. So that's what's so confusing for me about PTSD is that like when you see everyone as a wolf, that doesn't feel wrong. Right. Because it's a system that was put in place to keep you safe. So when you're seeing all these wolves, you're like, that's because everyone's a wolf and you have to actively work against your system. Like your work, yeah. it's not like, a, oh, I'm going to fix this broken system. No, unfortunately, depending on how lo how much trauma you experienced, how long and what age you started to deal with it. Right. Like me, I didn't deal with it until I was almost 30. My brain was done developing. There's, you know, there's a light, there's a strong chance that I will always have the, a certain amount of PTSD that I have to deal with. Right. So I am constantly living in opposition to this, this system that's in my brain that's like, no, 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 no. Everyone's a wolf and we're doing this to keep you safe. Yeah. You know, and, and so you're constantly living in that opposition, trying to learn what, you know. Yeah. 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 And then with this scenario, throw in the complication of if that person is actually being honest about who yeah. they are or how they are. Trust issues. And, <laughs> and your radar on gauging other people and their state of mind. And if they fuck you over once, does that mean that's a lifestyle choice or just they were having a bad day and couldn't think about you? Like, uh, yeah. like yeah. there's so many layers that we could go into. And, and it's just, it just goes to show how complicated this connection system is already. And then throw on the faulty trigger system of safety. Yep. How insanely complicated it gets on top of what is already complicated. Oh, yeah. And <sighs> on that note, <laughs> we're actually out of time. We ran right we ran to it. Of, this was great. We only had one break. We just we we had one one music break and we just talked That's the insane. whole time. I love this. I love it. it was, I missed you. I missed you. <laughs> uh, but okay, so we do have social media. Um, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at It's Our Turn Pod. Uh, that will and I like I said I post when there's new episodes um, available, and when we're you know advertising about our Saturday shows. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and you should try, you know, uh, it, it is good to follow us because sometimes it's you and me hosting. Sometimes it's me and Tony. Sometimes it's you by yourself. There's, it's, it's it's the updates. Yeah, it's changing often, and I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, um, keeps you on your toes. It does. <laughs> and uh, we do have a podcast. I, I, you know, I've just accepted that I will not upload on a regular schedule. I will do my best. But oh, I you're a human. I know. Oh, I'm a human with lots of mental and physical health issues, <laughs> so I'm sowy. Um, but that's why we're doing a podcast. I have <laughs> um, but we, I did upload like our 24th or 25th episode. <gasps> Holy shit, mm -hmm. we have that many. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. And I always think that like I'm like, oh well, we have a lot of part twos, and I don't, I don't. I don't um, upload part twos as another episode. So, so we have 24, 25 wow. 
Like we have solid yeah. episodes. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Us. Um, I know. Right? I mean, really you, I haven't <laughs> been here for all of them, but <laughs> um, I went, mean, I, well, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, you can find us, like we've said a couple times on Spotify, on Podbean, <laughs> on Google podcasts, on Apple podcasts. There is an email too. It's yes. our turn pod at gmail. Yep. Com. yep. You can email us with questions, concerns. If you want to be a guest, I know I say that every week and then I don't ever schedule any guests, but you know what? Life's hard. Guess what? <laughs> we have a lot of shit to talk about without you. So <laughs> we'll get to you at some point. <laughs> I honestly have a list. Like, I think we both have a list of people we want to have on here. Truly. But I just can't. I mean, we I mean, my really... number one has been on here already. That's true. So, well, let see. Yeah. Yes, I, I knew. Other well, than I was, you, I was agreeing with you. I was like, yes, you're never like, I, yes, <laughs> you're right. You have actually got someone on here, that's yeah. and I haven't. <laughs> but I feel like Tony is your number one. Tony was, yeah, I did. Tony was my number one, and now he's a co-host. And then he's just here. Like so yeah, I love it. You could be next. You, you, could whoever be next. you are. <laughs> yeah. Not likely. Don't hold me to that. Nope, anyway, we're moving on. Not, yeah. <laughs>